Welcome to the ADC podcast series. It's Nick Brown, Global Health Commissioning Editor. It's a pleasure to welcome Rahana Salam, Senior Instructor in the Department of Pediatrics at the Aga Khan University. Rahana and her colleagues recently submitted an excellent paper on antibiotic therapy for pneumonia in young children and did a systematic analysis of efficacies of various drug regimens. Welcome, Rahana. Hi, Nick. Thank you. Hi, it's a pleasure. Just to start, for those who don't know what global burden pneumonia has, can you talk about the numbers of children who are affected by pneumonia worldwide in terms of both morbidity and mortality, and um, what the WHO up until now have been recommending for the different grades of severity of pneumonia? When talking about under five mortality globally, over the past two decades, there has been a significant decline in under five mortality. But still, if we look at the figures from 2012, still 6.6 million children died in 2012. So it's still a huge figure. What's most important here is that 15% of this mortality burden is attributable to pneumonia, which accounts for around 1 million under five deaths due to, due to pneumonia. So pneumonia in under five mortality has been a big concern and has been a global issue on the global agenda for the past few decades. Majority of these deaths occur in children under 59 months of age, and the most important point is that these deaths occur mostly in lower middle income countries of Southeast Asia and Africa. So the higher burden of this mortality and morbidity is borne by these countries. So the most common bacterial etiology in this age group is attributable to streptococcus pneumoniae and haemophilus influenza type B. The treatment requires effective antibiotic therapy in optimum dose and duration. However, the concern these days is with the emerging issue of bacterial resistance and the resource constraints specifically related to the lower middle-income country settings necessitate an updated review of the most suitable antibiotic therapy regime in this age group, that is between 2 months and 59 months of age group. That too is specific to the lower middle-income countries you can the burden of morbidity and mortality existing there. So with that rationale, we conducted a systematic review and a meta-analysis of trials to assess the complete antibiotic regime for the treatment of community-acquired pneumonia in two months to 59 months each group of children. So what we did was we, we included studies that assessed the route, the dose, the combination, and the duration of antibiotics for WHO-defined pneumonia in terms of non-severe, severe, and very severe community-acquired pneumonia among this particular age group, limiting our search to the lower middle-income country settings. Before we go on to discuss your findings, can you describe for me, for those listeners who aren't aware, what the different grades of pneumonia are defined as, so people have a feel for the sort of children that are being treated in each of these categories? 
Yeah, sure. So this WHO has defined three categories of pneumonia as very severe pneumonia, severe pneumonia, and non-severe pneumonia. So this mm-hmm. very severe pneumonia involves the danger signs and the complications of pneumonia, while uh, severe pneumonia is the pneumonia with chest indrawing. So that's, that's the other old name of severe pneumonia is chest indrawing pneumonia. Non-severe pneumonia, which is a bit least of concern, is just the fast-breathing pneumonia that was previously being called as. So these are the three categories of pneumonia that we have considered in our systematic review in terms of treatment, dose, regime, and route of treatment. Okay, and again, just for um, for those people who, are, who don't have a feel for this, say using Pakistan perhaps as an example, what sort of facilities would children with, let's say, severe pneumonia be managed in largely? In terms of low middle income country settings, Pakistan being the one, there are serious limitations in terms of reaching out for children dying of pneumonia. So there are limitations and we change in terms of late referrals. So the identification of pneumonia at the stage of non-severe pneumonia is late as it progresses to severe and very severe pneumonia. And then there are issues with referrals. So there's late identification and there are late referrals. And and a further limitation is access to the parental antibiotics. So once the child even reaches a referral facility, treatment with parental antibiotics might not be available to the child needing that treatment because of the lack of availability the staff or the lack of availability of medicine or the lack of availability for the commodities required to deliver parental treatment. So these are the issues that are yes. currently present. That's very interesting. There are lots of issues beyond the antibiotic selection. So what did you find in your review? What were your key findings? The findings were very, very interesting from our systematic review. So we included a total of 22 trials in our systematic review and meta-analysis. There were limited number of trials for a very severe pneumonia. We included three trials for severe pneumonia category. We included six trials for severe pneumonia category and 13 trials for non-severe pneumonia category. So the findings are very interesting and uh, findings for the management of very severe pneumonia suggests that a combination of penicillin and cefizin along with gentamicin was found to be effective for managing very severe pneumonia in 2 to 59 months age group. These findings are in line with existing guidelines for the management of very severe pneumonia. For severe pneumonia, we found that oral amoxicillin was found to be equally efficacious as other parental antibiotics. Now, this finding holds important implications for low-middle-income countries like Pakistan. The resources are very limited in terms of healthcare access commodities. Also, when the administration of parental antibiotics is an issue, in such settings, often referrals are difficult and late, and injections or the trained staff is not available to deliver parental antibiotics. So in these conditions, these findings are impressive to be implemented in low-middle-income countries where we found that oral amoxicillin is equally efficacious as any other parental antibiotics for the management of severe pneumonia. In terms of non-severe pneumonia, our systematic review findings suggest that, again, oral amoxicillin was found to be effective for managing non-severe pneumonia. Furthermore, an important finding is that a short three-day course of antibiotic was found to be equally beneficial as a five-day long course for the management of non-severe pneumonia in two to 59 months age group. 
Again, an important finding in the perspective of low-middle-income countries and management of children dying of pneumonia in a country like Pakistan, plus this could be associated with a lower cost and a higher compliance rate when it is limited to a short duration of therapy uh, compared to a long duration of therapy. These are very interesting findings, Rahan. As from a practical point of view, it's reassuring to know that shorter courses can be as efficacious and that some of the old tried and tested combinations still work despite the widespread antibiotic resistance that's become so prevalent. One final question on the basis of something that struck me going through the papers was how few studies looked to cephalosporins in the UK and I believe most of Western Europe and the US cephalosporins would be first-line treatment in many centres anyway for children with uh, acute respiratory infection. And I just wondered whether you had any thoughts on that. Oh, yes. So it's important to note that oxycalosporin is widely used in high-income countries. But yes, there is lack of data about the use of cephalosporin in low-middle-income countries. So yes, a major gap or future uh, study should focus on the optimum, maybe the use of cephalosporins in low-middle-income country settings as well, how effective they are to be used in these settings. Also, future studies should focus on the optimum dose and duration of the parenteral antibiotics for treating severe and very severe pneumonia. And we found limited studies in these domains, specifically for the 2 to 59 months age group and specifically to the settings of the lower middle income countries. So based on the gaps identified in the systematics review, maybe future, uh, future studies should focus on these domains. Along with this um, antibiotic treatment, another area that should be kept in mind for when we talk about pneumonia in under five children are the effective preventive measures that are there to prevent pneumonia. So the recent this um, Global Action Plan for Diarrhea and Pneumonia, it highlights the important proven effective interventions for the prevention and management of pneumonia. So these include the vaccination against Hib, pneumococcus, measles, and pertussis, along with exclusive breastfeeding for the first six months, along with the complementary feeding, and then supplementation of zinc, along with the environmental hygiene. So keeping these preventive interventions in mind and um, therapeutic interventions that are there, that is early identification, referral, that is there under IMCI guidelines and oxygen supplementation. So all of these interventions that are there, that are, that are effective and proven, should be considered when we talk about decreasing the morbidity, mortality, burden from pneumonia in under five children, especially in low-middle-income countries. Yes. Absolutely. I think of starting to move beyond thinking in silos in terms of vertical systems and there are many spokes to any problem and that interventions need to come from multiple areas in order for things to move forward. It's been great talking to you. I found your paper fascinating and I look forward to any more work you do in the area.